Hello and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin, a member of the Board of Directors for Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, and I am here to tell you all about the wonderful events that we have happening in the region and uh, some of the uh, not necessarily events, but just things you can do, places you can go and enjoy here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. We are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. In fact, I was out at Carvin's Cove riding my mountain bike with my sons who are now 32 and 31 and some of their friends and yeah they they had to wait for dad a couple of times but i'm holding my own and man what a pretty weekend the colors were just gorgeous i'd say it was peak weekend or close to it the parking lot was full on saturday morning i want to tell you but once we got out on the trails you literally you only see an occasional other cyclist or runner uh, hiker uh, occasionally somebody on horseback. But Carvin's Cove is huge, over 12,000 acres, more than 40 miles of trails and growing all the time. Uh, just one of the many mountain bike venues in the region. But uh, I'm beginning to digress. But Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge is America's East Coast mountain biking capital. Hey, I am one of those people who in non-COVID times loves to find a local brewery after a bike ride, and we still have many options here in the region operating under social distancing and safe guidelines, and the region's Cheers Trail is still open. Just get your passport, download it, and then check in at five local either breweries, wineries, distilleries in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Usually you'll get some sort of a discount at each place once you present the app. And then after you check in at five, you receive a Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge Cheers Trail t-shirt for free. So that's pretty cool. So uh, just, a, just a way to kind of encourage participation in, in all we have going on. And of course, especially in Roanoke and Salem, uh, we have museums, local restaurants, boutiques, the arts, and just a lot going on. Roanoke is uh, is sort of the capital of the western half of the state of Virginia. This is where everything happens over here in the mountains. And so not only do we have all these wonderful outdoor amenities, but lots of other things going on as well that you'd expect to find in, in more of a city environment. And today we'll be talking about the Southwest Virginia Ballet and their presentation of the Nutcracker. So in just a couple of minutes, Carol Jesse will be joining me to talk about how they're going to plan uh, to handle this, this annual tradition, uh, during COVID times. And they have a wonderful plan and an easy way for you to to take it all in and enjoy the ballet this year. Uh, I want to say uh, they're going on about three decades worth of doing that at Christmas time uh, here during the holidays. So, and we'll be talking to her in just a moment. Now, this is episode three, by the way, of the Visit VBR podcast. I talk about all the great things, as I mentioned, happening in, in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And specifically, I'm talking about the city of Roanoke, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, and Franklin counties as well. And Virginia's Blue Ridge is nestled, as I mentioned, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, Blue Ridge Parkway goes right through our region. In fact, it, uh, from where I'm sitting right now in my home office, it's about a third of a mile away. My my neighborhood backs up to the parkway and we just love it here. We've lived here since 
2001. So if you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy this uh, Metro Mountain Adventure, you, you'll find it here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And we know from statistics that a lot of you will be traveling through the area on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So make sure you, you get off uh, one of the exits and, and take in all the, the region has to offer. So when I talk about this Metro Mountain Mix. Think of this area as uh, as an outdoor playground where we have the hiking, the bicycling. I've already mentioned there's fishing in the James River and some of our local creeks. We have native native trout streams here in the area. There's kayaking, uh, and it's all in the uh, all in the midst of this inviting city atmosphere. Uh, we, we we mentioned uh, I mentioned some of the other things, the arts. We have museums, the famous Todman Museum of Art. We have the Transportation Museum of Virginia, especially if you like trains and and railroads. Uh, we have the Old Winston Link Museum. Uh, Winston Link was a famous, famous photographer. He took, you've probably gone into restaurants all around the country. I walked into one in Chicago once and there's a Winston Link picture, but he took these famous nighttime photos of steam trains passing through typical American scenes. And he would spend days setting up all the lights and the flash and everything. And then the train would come by and he'd take a picture and it would just be, it'd be beautiful. And every one of those pictures is iconic. Um, and we have his museum here in town. Uh, it is definitely worth a visit. And we host lots of sports tournaments, uh, especially. We're still doing, you know, some of the outdoor stuff, the, the softball. We've had some tournaments recently, but um, if, uh, if it's COVID safe, this is a place to do it. Softball, volleyball, soccer, basketball. Uh, we have fields, we have gyms, and, and we host a lot. A lot of tournaments here uh, for both adults and for and for teens. So uh, that's just something else that happens here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And I'm not giving you the full list. I just want to begin to try and paint a picture of what this region is all about and my, why you might want to come and hang out for a weekend or for a week and stay in one of our many, many hotels. Uh, but uh, but just come and enjoy it, especially if you're trying to get out and find a way to get away from other people during the COVID times. This is a great place to do that. Now, I am recording this right now. This is uh, very late in October of 2020, but we are coming up on the holiday season. I anticipate this podcast will be released in early November. Um, and if you're looking for a way to enjoy the holidays in a safe outdoor atmosphere, you might want to check out Illuminites at Roanoke's Explore Park. Uh, that's back for a second year, and it is greatly expanded over last year, and it will be opening soon. I talked with Wendy Schultz in uh, last week's episode of the Visit VBR podcast, so you might want to go back and give that a listen as well. All the information to go see Illuminates, which is you go to Explore Park and you walk through this wonderland of lights. Uh, it's very family-friendly. It's very doable. It's wheelchair-appropriate. Uh, and it's just something that you may may want to take in with your kids or if you have visiting family and so forth. Um, and actually, the ballet is going to play a role in that this year. And we'll be hearing more about that coming up here on the podcast. So uh, I just wanted to let you know that it's been expanded, both in terms of uh, when you can go and what you will see, the number of days, and also the number of lights. But today, we are going to be talking about the ballet and specifically the presentation of the Nutcracker during this holiday season and Carol Jesse with the ballet will be joining me right after this. 
Welcome back to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. And joining me now is Carol Jesse with the Southwest Virginia Ballet. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. This is going to be exciting for people because I don't know uh, what the outside world knows about ballet in Roanoke. Mm -hmm. And we have a very nice ballet company here. Tell us a little bit about the Southwest Virginia Ballet. Right. So Southwest Virginia Ballet was started in 1990. So we are celebrating our 30th anniversary year this year, which is super exciting. And we had some wonderful, exciting new things planned for this year. And something happened back in early spring that kind of put a halt to things. And um, so we have been working in a different direction uh, since that hit. But we are a pre-professional company. Our company members audition to be part of our company. They come from areas all around Roanoke, Salem, um, Henry County, Charlottesville, Blacksburg, Christiansburg, Smith Mountain Lake. So they dance at their home schools during the week and come together on Saturdays uh, with our artistic director, Mr. Pedro Zalai, who has been with us for 15 years now and they rehearse for our upcoming productions. All of this education that they receive and dance performances are free. So they are given dance shoes for the performances. All of the education that they receive is for free. It's many thousands of dollars per dancer. Wow. So we want to be a very diverse um, company and we want anyone who has the desire and the talent and the drive to become part of Southwest Virginia Ballet. That is so cool. Now, of course, COVID comes zooming in and, and, and you've always been, I think, perhaps best known for the Nutcracker, which happens during the holiday season. We'll talk about all about that here coming up in just a little bit. But how have you been doing this with COVID? Yes, yeah, so it's been tough. Everything we have done in the past needs to either be done in a different way or not done at all. And that was, that was kind of our calamity when, when all this hit. What are we going to do? Are we just going to shut down? Are we, do we just fade away for a year? Do we tr- try to come up with some different opportunities? And um, thanks to an incredible board of directors, and their support, and also thanks to our resources that we've been saving for many years for a rainy day, Um, we have been able to use that support and that funding to continue on. And and, uh, when it first started, we started uh, providing Zoom classes for our dancers. Zoom classes? Uh, Zoom classes. So you learn ballet by Zoom? Well, learned ballet by Zoom. Um, We also had um, some Instagram live classes, some Facebook live classes. And for our company members to continue their education, our artistic director, Pedro, um, has friends literally all over the world. And he connected with his friends and many famous ballet dancers across the world we're able to become teachers for our company members through Zoom. So many, they had many opportunities to take class 
from these uh, world-renowned professional dance instructors um, in the comfort of their own home. So that was really an exciting thing. And it got us thinking, wow, you know, there's opportunity here. We're giving these incredible educational opportunities to our dancers. We're providing professional dancers with an outlet to teach. Uh, something's happening here. We're, we're thinking out of the box. Let's keep it up. Wow. Do you think that'll continue when COVID goes away? I don't know. Um, I would love for it to. I think we've made some some great connections. I, I know that the teachers have really enjoyed um, that opportunity. Literally, we've had teachers from Venezuela, from Spain, um, all over the world, many, many places in the United States as well. Um, so it's been fun. I think it's been fun for both the teacher and, and both um, our dancers. So I hope that it will. I think it's something that we know how to do now, we've gotten very good at it, but we've also done classes, like I was mentioning on Facebook Live and on Instagram Live um, for folks all over the world to join in uh, with Mr. Pedro and take a class. Maybe they've never taken ballet before. Maybe they're old like me and would just like to try it. So it gave them the opportunity. And, and with the chat boxes that are there as well, we, we got some incredible responses. And we did that several times just based on, on, on those comments. Please, let's do this again. This is so fun. I love doing this. And as, like I say, people were safely in their homes taking these right. classes. Right. So now we talk about uh, people learning and taking the classes and so forth, but we're not talking about little girls. We're talking about, and boys, um, we're talking about folks who are what age when they're all going through this? Right. So as far as our like Instagram classes and Facebook classes, they could be literally any age. Our company members are age 10 to 18. So basically middle school and high school uh, children, like you say, both boys and girls who have an interest in ballet. Uh, most of them, if not all of them, have taken at least some ballet classes in their home schools and they have gotten to a certain level within their age, you know, within their age group. Um, to be able to audition into Southwest Virginia Ballet and become part of our company. So you guys do uh, productions in a non-COVID time, but several times a year? Right. So we have, normally we have two main uh, performances per year, as you mentioned. The Nutcracker is probably what we're best known for, the Nutcracker at the Berglund Center. We've done that Nutcracker for 29 years. Um, we also have a spring production. We also try to do as many outreach types of performances as possible. Dickens of a Christmas, uh, Breakfast with Santa. Um, this year we're going to be at Illuminites. Um, we're doing... Uh, now what are you going to do at Illuminites? What are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, so as you, if, if you've been to Illuminates, you know that it's kind of a walk through a wooded area with right. music and, and lights and, and that kind of thing. We are going to be, not every night, but we have certain nights that we are going to be there. We're going to be in Fantasyland, and we are choreographing um, our performance to the music that they are providing. And um, 
our dancers will be in tennis shoes for obvious reasons, but sure. I think it's going to add an element to Illuminites that's not been there before. Right. And so uh, watch for that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That is something that we have not been a part of before, but we're looking forward to. And the podcast right before this one was all about Illuminites with, oh, uh, with Wendy Schultz. So. Excellent. Yeah, we've yeah. met with Wendy and gone and, look at, and looked at uh, where we're going to be. Um, we're also going to do some performances this year at the Grandin Theater kind of a collaboration with them where arts performances have really suffered during COVID and um, we're trying to join together and um, create something for the public um, that's safe, uh, but still gives everyone the opportunity to do what they do best, whether it's uh, movies at the Grandin or live performances like we do. Um, I, we're just trying to, um, Doug Jackson with the Roanoke, Art, uh, Roanoke Arts and Cultural, he's the Roanoke Arts and Cultural uh, Coordinator for Roanoke City. Um, he has monthly meetings, we get together, we come up with ideas, and collaboration is really the key, I think, in getting through these tough times. Yeah, Doug does uh, just a fantastic job. I was on the Arts Commission for a couple of years. And Excellent. That's where I, that's where I'm very at. thankful to have him in, in, in the reins. Yeah, he, he really does a great job. Um, so uh, let's talk about the Nutcracker because we're coming up on holiday season. We've got football stadiums and they're only allowing a thousand people in. So obviously you're not going to, you're not going to be able to pack the Berglund Center with people. How are you going to present the Nutcracker this year? Right. So we are a performance company that loves to be in front of a live audience. That's what we do. That's what we are uh, trained to do. And as you're right, we can't, um, we can't be live at the Berglund Center this year and get the tickets sold. Our, our income comes from ticket sales. So uh, that's just not an option this year. So what we have decided to do is, is to put on a nutcracker uh, primarily at the Berglund Center, thanks to Robin Sean and her incredible team um, at, and with Roanoke City. Um, we are going to be doing, actually today we are loading into the Berglund Center. I know it's October, but we're filming early. We'll be filming Tuesday and Wednesday of this week at the Berglund Center. Um, we are going to be doing we have it all locked down. It's, it's, it's going to look completely different than it has in years past. Uh, we're using the mezzanine. We're using many different areas um, so that we can create the social distancing that is required. All of our dancers will be wearing masks throughout the entire performance. Really? Yes. I yes. can't imagine that. I mean, that's, that is, it's hard to breathe, you know, what they do. And they make it look so easy and they're so graceful, but wow. Well, it's, it's a sign of the times. We've done all of our rehearsals in masks. Um, it's just something that uh, we need to do in order to get this on the stage. So it's really going to be a nutcracker for the times. Um, we have several professionals that are um, going to be joining us this year due to different circumstances. Um, our cavalier is Ernan Montenegro. I apologize if I got that name right or incorrect, but um, he is from Ballet de Santiago. Um, he has um, come to Roanoke through a family member or a, a friend, 
and is now living here, and he is going to be our cavalier. Um, Sarah Kate Bingham, who um, is an SVB alumnus, uh, she is also a professional uh, ballerina, um, also from most recently from Ballet de Santiago. She is going to be in our performance this year, and we also have Tony DeLilio. Uh, he has been on Broadway most recently in Cats. Um, he's been in Kinky Boots. Uh, he is from Roanoke, and because of what's happened on Broadway, he is home um, until things open back up. And he has a past relationship with Southwest Virginia Ballet and has offered to join us to make this a really special performance. Wow. So, so you will do a live performance in the Berglund Center with people, with the crowd dispersed throughout, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and, and of course, I'm sure that Robin is working with you as she always does. She just has this amazing ability to, to make things happen. Uh, and then will there be any way that the, I'm sure you cannot handle the crowds that you normally would. Will there be a, a, a virtual way that anybody can, can see this? Absolutely. So the filming of the Nutcracker is going to be done by Blue Ridge PBS. They're actually bringing their boom in. They have um, professional videographers that will be performing this. It's not going to be a straight on kind of, here's my camera, here's the stage. Um, they've got some wonderful ideas. Um, and our, our mission um, at Southwest Virginia Ballet is primarily to provide educational opportunities for our dancers, as well as providing um, outreach to underserved and at-risk youth and adults in our community. Um, their mission is similar, um, but do, providing or filming for this production is fulfilling their mission of outreach as well. So the, the collaboration between Blue Ridge PBS and Southwest Virginia Ballet has been incredible. Um, we're very thankful to have them on our side, beside us. We don't know how to film. That's nothing we've ever done. All of our uh -huh. stuff has right. always been live. So partnering with them, and I, I got to give a little credit, credit to Buzz for Good. I don't know if you're familiar with Buzz for Good, but they have a show um, on Blue Ridge PBS uh, where they go into local nonprofits and provide uh, free marketing um, to nonprofits who may not have the funding. Uh, we were there, one of their very first shows that they did on Blue Ridge PBS, and they actually created the relationship between Southwest Virginia Ballet and PBS that got us thinking, how can we collaborate to make this happen? So not only are we collaborating with Blue Ridge PBS and, and filming at the Berglund Center, but the greatest part about this, we thought, you know, we could provide this nutcracker in yours or in my backyard if we had the structure to put up our, our um, sets and you know, our drops and, and all of that. What can we do this year to make it extra special for the folks in and around the Roanoke Valley? So um, we started uh, talking with, with different folks um, in the area um, and we are doing excerpts um, of the Nutcracker that will be blended into the Berglund Center at the Fishburne Mansion. 
at the Taubman Museum of Art, at the Hotel Roanoke and Conference Center, and at our incredible uh, star up on the mountain. So now, wait, how does all that how does all that integrate? What 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 will people see? Right. So, um, for example, I'll give you just a little snippet. Cause I don't want to give all of our secrets. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, but as you, if you know the Nutcracker, you know the very first scene is is the party scene. Um, the the um, the party is going on in this beautiful home. It's a very elegant party. They're dancing. The children are dressed up. Everyone's in their finest. It's Christmas Eve. And so, for example, um, I think the first thing that, that viewers will see is um, the, the, the camera walking up the front walk of the Fishburne Mansion um, on Memorial Avenue and um, coming into the door. And as the door opens, the Berglund Center stage will actually you know, be the inside of I see. Oh, the house cool. and the performance yeah. performers will be on stage. Wow. So there'll be several different times. And of course, Blue Ridge PBS is fantastic about they're going to be running, uh, you know, little tickers across the bottom of the state of the performance somehow indicating where this is taking place and giving credit to our different collaborators as we go through the performance. That is so cool, you know, and it, I don't know that people know that J.B. Fishburne, who built the Fishburne Mansion is, in my mind, he is the founder of Roanoke as we know. Exactly. You know, he donated Mill Mountain to the city and, and, and just did so much. But anyway, um, I digress. So all of this is actually in production, even as we speak. And, and we're talking, we're recording here on October 26th and, and for release sometime in early November. So I don't know when people might be listening to this, but right now you're in production. We are in production. Um, we are, Blue Ridge PBS has given us a, some initial um, production dates that it will be available on Blue Ridge PBS. The first date is December the 11th, Friday, December the 11th at seven o'clock, um, followed by Sunday, December the 13th at 4.30. Um, during that weekend of um, beginning the 10th, which is actually a Thursday, Blue Ridge PBS is going to be offering um, the performance uh, on a, their streaming channel 24 hours a day um, from the 10th through the 13th. So during that time, folks all over the world, grandparents, friends, can tune in and, and watch our Nutcracker from wherever they are and get a sense of not only who Southwest Virginia Ballet is, but what our valley looks like and what we have to offer. And um, I think it's really going to be um, showcasing uh, what an incredible region we are, the arts that are available here, and come and visit us. We've we got a lot going on, and we want to, sh we want to um, show it off for people. Now, let's say somebody looks at this and says, wow, uh, I had no idea of the caliber, and you're going, to, you're going to get some eyeballs you wouldn't normally get from people that show up in person, I would think, because it's just different. Uh, how, how can they help financially? Sure. So we are in the middle of um, providing sponsorship opportunities right now. 
Um, and we have had tremendous success. And honestly, we've got a whole nother month to go. The possible marketing opportunities that a sponsor could receive is truly endless. Um, there is a great possibility that Blue Ridge PBS um, may make this available to other stations across the country. Hmm. Uh, this, this thing has a potential to travel. So um, not only are they going to be uh, folks viewing it, going to be able to see, you know, be seeing it locally, uh, but perhaps much, much farther than that. We are also offering one of the kind of a spinoff on this is the streaming um, that we are going to be making available to uh, stream within our local hospitals, our nursing homes, our assisted living facilities, and our schools. So we're providing um, an arts opportunity for tens of thousands of people to view if they choose to, uh, certainly school children and their families, folks who have probably never been to our Nutcracker. Um, during our live performance, you know, during a normal year, we're able to perform uh, to a maximum of about 6,000 people mm -hmm. during the one weekend that we offer it. And we, we also do have a school show during norm normal times. Um, but this is really giving us the opportunity to provide much more of a reach, um, literally uh, across the globe. So um, we're excited about that. We're, it's, it's a little nerve wracking too. Like I say, we, this is not what we do. We don't video and, and, and put it out there, but I think it just shows that um, we are thinking out of the box. We wanna get the Nutcracker out to folks. It's a tradition. And it's something that people um, that, that something that brings joy that brings joy to people's lives um, during a during a holiday, most especially this holiday when we don't really know what's going to be happening. Our family's going to be getting together like they normally do. A um, lot of unknowns out there, but this is something I think that people um, rely on, and folks who haven't seen it can begin to rely on and. Um, we're just excited to be able to present it to folks and um, bring joy and um, outreach to to people um, during this time. Yeah, well, I think that I think that is is going to happen. And when once you have it virtual and it's in the cloud, then you've got a link and and you can send this anywhere in the world. And and exactly. the relatives of the players who don't always have the opportunity can, you know, if they live in Des Moines, they can watch it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's also um, Blue Ridge PBS is letting us also create a, a virtual playbill that will be available for download. So um, sponsors and advertisers uh, would also have the opportunity within that to get their word out. Um, our, our major donors are, they're giving us some time just prior to the performance on Blue Ridge PBS to acknowledge them in a, in a very um, intimate way. Sure. Uh, so we're, we're thankful for that. Um, Blue Ridge PBS is an incredible organization. We're just so thankful to have um, found them and um, uh, we're excited to see the result. Yeah, well, outstanding. Uh, I think we've probably covered everything about the uh, where you are right now. Is there another production that folks might look forward to, say, coming up in the spring? Right. So we hope so. 
um, we are planning to put on Capalia uh, this spring. Of course, we have no idea what the spring looks like. Right. Um, so it's kind of a day at a time, the best we can figure it out as we go along, thinking outside of the box. Um, so stay tuned is all I can okay. say. All right. Well, that, that's, I, I thought it might be an answer like that. And, and let's just hope that uh, through the vaccine or this, uh, this notion of herd immunity that, you know, at some point we turn the corner on COVID and life goes back to normal. It just has to. But uh, I wish you guys all the best. And so is there a particular date when folks can access the very first yes. Nutcracker of the Shadow? I don't know if I asked you that already. I was starting to wrap up and I thought, wow, we need to cover that. Yeah, so the first production is a broadcast is going to be December the Friday, December the eleventh, okay. at seven p.m. on Blue Ridge PBS. All right, and uh, and that'll be the first of what you believe will be several. Yes, they're telling us that they will be broadcasting the the performance throughout the month of December. Um, most likely Christmas Eve and Christmas Day as well. Very nice. So, um, and of course, on there will be many streaming opportunities, certainly the weekend of December the 11th for the general public, and then within the different um, localities that I mentioned prior um, as a special, um, a really a gift to uh, the city who has supported Southwest Virginia Ballet for the past 30 years. Um, this is a way for us to finally be able to give back. Great. Carol, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us here on the Visit VBR podcast. Thank you. Can you imagine dancing and performing wearing a mask and they make it look so easy but to me uh, you know I think they'd be like like running a 5k or taking a class at the Y and trying to breathe while you're working out it's got to be extremely difficult but uh, the ballet is going to do that they want to make sure that they're safe and and you know I'm, I'm glad they're doing it I really are by the way it'll be like a, a flesh colored mask so the idea is that it just sort of disappears on the dancer's face. Uh, thanks again to Carol Jesse for joining me here on episode three of the Visit VBR podcast. Don't forget to check out the, no, uh, the show notes where uh, we'll have links to all the information on the ballet's performance of the Nutcracker, as well as Illuminites and other Explore Park attractions. And Dickens of a Christmas is coming up in downtown Roanoke as well. We'll have some information on that uh, as soon as we can get it. I know they're still formulating some of their plans. And uh, really what you should do, uh, the show notes are great, but the Visit VBR website is like home base for everything that we talk about here. Information on anything from the outdoors or arts and culture, anything in between. And there, there you will find blogs, you'll find maps for cycling, maps for waterfalls, lists of restaurants, directions for the Cheers Trail that I mentioned. 
and all the information you need to uh, ride your bicycle here, either on the trails or even some some local road bike rides as well and gravel. And uh, if you are uh, coming here and you do something fun and take a picture, you want to put it on your social media, we would love it. If you would join us with our Trail Setter campaign, and all you have to do is post a picture with the hashtag Trail Setter. Okay, and I've been doing that with all of my posts. So uh, if you look under hashtag trail setter, maybe you'll see some of what I've been doing on Instagram or on Facebook. All right. Uh, thanks again to Carol for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. I hope you enjoyed this year's presentation of the Nutcracker. And we'll have another podcast coming out soon. And I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge.